You must do what others won't. Commit and stay the course. Bob Proctor. And for this special episode today that I'm dedicating to you, the listener, I've got to add a quote that has stuck in my head for years that I heard in one of Bob Proctor's first cassette training programs. It was called You Were Born Rich that you can find today on audible.com. It was from his colleague, John Canary, who joined him on stage for the recording of this live seminar that was the first seminar I listened to back in the late 1990s when my path crossed with the personal development and seminar industry. John Canary said, Excellence is a commitment to completion. And I wrote that down and with time started to integrate this concept into my daily life by making a pact to always finish what I start. I started thinking about excellence a bit before writing this episode and how I always want to put forth my best effort with these podcast episodes, making sure that they reflect my best work with the hopes that the strategies outlined are as useful to you as they've been for me. And I know I've mentioned this a few times, referencing Brendan Burchard, whose version of excellence he calls prolific quality output. Brendan, in his book, High Performance Habits, says that high performers have mastered the art of prolific quality output, or PQO, he calls it. They produce more high quality output than their peers over the long term, and that's how they become more effective better known, more remembered. They aim their attention and consistent efforts towards PQO and minimize any distractions, including opportunities that would steal them away from their craft. I could reflect on that paragraph for a whole month and see something new, useful, and important with this idea. This led me next to civilian astronaut and extreme adventurer Nick Halleck, who we featured on an early interview, number 31. And he said, if we commit ourselves to the successful completion of a task, then we personify excellence. Who doesn't want to personify excellence on a daily basis? Who doesn't want to produce more high quality work over the long term? I'm sure we can all agree that's why we keep studying, learning, and looking to build a stronger, more resilient, and improved version of ourselves who's truly capable of consistently producing high-quality, excellent work. But the late John Wooden, an American college basketball coach and player, said it best. He said it takes time to create excellence. If it could be done quickly, more people would do it. And with that thought, I want to welcome you back to a special episode of the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast, where we cover the science-based evidence behind social and emotional learning for schools and emotional intelligence training in the workplace with tools, ideas, and strategies that we can all use immediately with our brain in mind. I'm Andrea Samadhi an author and an educator with a passion for learning, specifically on the topics of health, well-being, and productivity, and launched this podcast almost four years ago to share how important an understanding of our brain is for our everyday life and results. 
For today's episode number 279, I want to take a break from our usual Brain Fact Fridays to pause for a minute and reflect back on where we are in this process and where we're going after hitting a recent milestone in the podcasting world. As we're approaching our fourth year of the podcast, our 300th episode, we're just 19 episodes away, and we just hit the 300,000 download marker. I had to step back and take a deep breath and really think about what this all means. I know it was Brenda Burchard who talks about the importance of integrating your wins or the important things that happen in your life. And while I remind others to do this all the time, with this milestone, I knew I wasn't doing it myself. I was getting ready to write an episode on resilience, and I've got five interviews lined up in the next couple of weeks. When good things happen to you, Brendan reminds us, be sure you integrate those important moments into your heart and your life because this practice will change your identity. He says this is important for people in pursuit of meaningful goals who are committed to excellence along the way and says he sees it all the time with his high-level clients who are working hard over the years towards a specific goal, who've had wins over the years, but maybe not the big win that they've got their eye on to add meaning and fulfillment to their daily lives in approach of these big goals, Brendan highly suggests integrating all of the important moments at the heart level. So off I went to think for a minute about what this recent milestone meant to me. How do I feel about this accomplishment? What have I learned from it? Who helped me to achieve it? Well, it felt cool and a bit mind-boggling to think that four years later, I'm more passionate than ever about this podcast, but now I'm wondering why. I listened to some other podcast hosts as they reflected back on hitting this milestone themselves, like the Entree MD podcast with Dr. Una, who shares entrepreneurship strategies for medical doctors. When she hit this milestone, it was right around her 250th episode, not far from where we are. And this is enough to blow anyone's mind, because if you think about it, from the production side of things, it means she repeated one action over 200 times successfully that led her to hitting that 300,000 download marker and helping millions of people along the way. Wow, I thought, thinking of Dr. Una's achievement, and then it hit me, Oh, wow, that's what we did. And for the first time, I began to integrate this feeling into my heart. It's easy to tell others to do this, but not as easy for me to do it myself. So for today's episode, as I'm integrating this win into my heart for a stronger, more resilient 2.0 version of myself, today I'd like to reflect back on how we did this with the top lessons learned to see if it can bring some insights into whatever it is that you're working on. Just the practice of stopping to integrate a win is a powerful activity to try. So how did we reach the 300,000 download marker of this podcast? After listening to how Dr. Una did this with her Entree MD podcast, I had to agree that some of her tips were important for us here as well. So what strategies did we use to hit that 300,000 download milestone? The first strategy is to know your mission, which is your goal and how you plan to achieve it. 
And if you look back over the four years at our past episodes, you can see we had a mission of connecting the most current neuroscience research to those important social and emotional learning skills to improve productivity, well-being, and achievement, and results in our schools, our sports environments, and our modern workplaces. This mission is up on my wall. It's a daily routine of mine to read it, and it's a part of every episode. Many people have emailed me over the years asking to be a guest on the podcast, and if they didn't align with our mission, and even specifically with the topics we're covering in that season, then they were not a good fit for the podcast. The second strategy is to know your vision with a clear why. With your vision, ask yourself, are you living daily towards what you imagine in your mind? I go back here to part six of our Think and Grow Rich book study, where I ended this final episode that I dedicated to my mentor, Bob Proctor, with something he would say about holding your vision daily. He'd always say that our mission, or whatever it is we wanted to achieve in our lifetime, would be possible once we believed it to be possible. He would encourage us to take what we wanted and hold this vision on the screen of our mind. And he'd say what I quoted in part six of our Think and Grow Rich study, what story do you want to tell? What scenes do you want to shoot? How do you want the movie to end? Be the director of your life. And then he would tell us that once we can see something on the screen of our mind, the next step is to take that vision from the dream world and make that dream a reality. Our third strategy was to focus on the listener. And this is an important lesson for anyone creating content or working with others, as no one will read what you create or listen to what you might be teaching them if it doesn't relate to them. It has to be useful for your audience. So instead of just speaking into a mic each week on random topics, We made sure that each episode was written in the how-to format with clear steps that we can all implement into our life. When I hear back from you that these episodes are helpful, I know that I'm on track with this one. The fourth strategy we used was be committed to consistency. This is the one strategy that resonates with me the most. If you want to have results with whatever it is you're doing, you've got to be consistent. You don't go to the gym on Tuesday and say, that's it, I'm finished. You come up with a schedule that you stick to and never stray from it. I knew that once people started to tune into the podcast from different parts of the world, that it was important that I stayed consistent with releasing episodes. We started with weekly episodes and got into three in a week when I had more time during the pandemic. We are now back to weekly episodes, but this is the one thing I'll never change. I've never missed releasing an episode in a week. It's something I've committed to doing, and even while on vacation, I've recorded two episodes in a week and held one up in draft format to be released when I needed it, so that something's released, even if I'm not at my office or at my desk. There was this one week I thought I was going to have to break this episode streak, and it was pretty recent. I was starting to lose my voice, so before I lost it completely, I recorded an episode with kind of a shaky voice. And the next day, my voice was gone completely. Nothing there. So I was so glad I'd recorded so I didn't have to mess up this important need I have for these episodes to be consistent each week. 
A week went by, and wouldn't you know it, my voice came back just in time to record that next weekly episode. We are 2,000% committed to being consistent here. Our fifth strategy is that the podcast is a give back. Having no ads was intentional. And it's been important to me from the very beginning that this podcast launched ads free and remains a tool or a resource for people to access without having to think of being sold something. And there were times that ads have snuck in with different settings I had to block from our hosting side, but I wanted this podcast to be focused on free content without ads. And I can't promise this is how it will always be, but as we approach our fourth year, this is the plan moving forward. And the sixth strategy is to never be afraid to share and promote. When you're a content creator, putting yourself out into the world and sharing and promoting what you create is a part of the process. Each episode was shared on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. People on the hiking trails know me as a podcaster, and I'm not afraid to share that's what keeps me busy in my spare time when I'm not hiking or working. And after thinking about these tips for those who create content or for anyone who wants to take their mission seriously, following through on these steps is very difficult. There's no way I could have done this without you, the listener, tuning in or with the feedback that you're providing for me that motivated me to keep going or without my husband to take the kids to school when I was still writing in the early morning or without the mission or vision that's painted clearly in my head of why I'm committed to this podcast. So here's where I turn the tables back to you, the listener. I love hearing what you're learning from the episodes, whether it's a comment on YouTube or on social media, an email or a direct message somewhere. These messages really do help me. And I bet you as listeners didn't know how much this podcast has helped me personally. So here's the top lessons that I've learned as I reflect back on what this 3,000 downloads means to me, and I'm integrating this into my beliefs and behavior. The first lesson was with presentation wins. Interviewing and presenting has become a superpower for me. This was evident during the first 50 episodes when I joke that I couldn't breathe and ask questions at the same time. I can barely watch older interviews for this reason. I noticed after around the 50th interview, I started to be less nervous with the guest I was interviewing as I learned how to breathe and talk at the same time. This skill helps me daily with my work as presentations are a part of my daily life. If you want to improve your speaking or presenting skills, practice is the key. You'll notice, and so will others, that you can speak without fillers. No more ahs and ums with a clear and focused message. The second lesson I learned was life and health has improved for the better. And of course, as I'm creating these how-to episodes, I'm implementing the ideas into my own life and those close to me. As I'm writing about the top five health staples and Alzheimer's prevention strategies, I'm thinking of what else I can do to improve my own health and for my family as well. This is one of the added bonuses of doing this podcast as I get to speak directly with the high-level guests that we bring on and learn what they're doing and how they're doing it. Not a day goes by that I don't take for granted that as I'm representing you, the listener, with each topic and episode, it's such a privilege to learn directly from our guests. 
I do also feel clearer minded from implementing these health, wellness, and productivity tips over the past four years. The third lesson I learned is being able to see the superpower in others. And this just happens as I'm researching and learning about other people and their life's work. I'm often blown away with what our guests have accomplished, and I do love sharing this with the world. It's probably the most rewarding part of the podcast. Lesson four, I learned to set up interviews quickly and efficiently. If you've been a guest on the podcast, you'll see how we set up interviews. And I know I can improve this and that there's tools like Calendly.com that make this process easier, but the key is that you want to find a time that works best for your guest first. Think always of where the person lives. Are they on the East Coast, West Coast? Are they international? And then set the time up around their schedule. Having clear dates and times where you can conduct interviews with a clear and streamlined process really does help the guests to feel at ease with coming on your show and spending their time with you. Definitely makes for a better interview. The fifth lesson is that I learned how to research thoroughly and I would add more quickly. Doing thorough research on each guest will help you to make those connections with their work and yours. And this is the most time-consuming part of the interview process, and I used to spend a lot of time here. To save time, I now ask my guests to outline their books for me and provide 6 to 10 questions to guide me in the process. I still research as usual with their questions as a guide. Then I add something to what they've created so we have a personal spin on what we'll be covering. And finally, lesson six is praxis or integrating those beliefs with our behavior. And I've talked about this concept of praxis often on past episodes or integrating our beliefs with our behavior. And I noticed that with time, I could connect our future guests to past guests almost in a magical way where things started to make sense or come to life. And this is what I noticed that I needed a clear mind to make these connections. On days that I was tired or hadn't looked after my health as well as I should have, making these connections was difficult. The more I began to live the content that I was actually writing and actually integrate these episodes into my own life, the more I could talk about them with each guest. And all of these superpowers and strengths have turned me into a stronger, more resilient 2.0 version of myself which was my goal at the start of this year. So to review and close out this episode, I want to thank you, the listener, wherever you might be located in the 178 countries who tune into this podcast around the world. It wasn't me who listened to these episodes. I just researched, wrote, and recorded them. On today's episode, I shared the six steps we took on our side, hopefully making the podcast more appealing to you, And then the outcome of these strategies were six valuable and life-changing lessons that I saw in myself. If I hadn't have stopped to integrate this milestone, I don't think I would have seen the powerful lessons that are a byproduct of just doing this podcast consistently every week for the past four years. I launched back in June of 2019 with the hope to bring credibility to the field of social and emotional learning, while at the same time wanted to connect the research to our daily life and practices. And what I personally gained from this experience was much more than any amount of money that I could have earned in this time frame. 
These are life-changing lessons that can only happen through praxis or when our beliefs are integrated into our behavior. If you've learned something from this episode, or if our past episodes have helped you in any way, please reach out to me and let me know. It really does help. And with that, I'll sign out and see you next week with our upcoming bunch of interviews. And I want to thank you again for listening and for making all of these wins a possibility for me personally. I'm so grateful to have stayed the course and look forward to what we'll learn with the next 300,000 downloads and beyond. I'll see you next week. If you're enjoying the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast, please don't forget to subscribe so you'll stay up to date with our new episodes. While you're there, please feel free to give us a review or a five-star rating as it helps others find us. For more information on our programs, books, and tools for schools and the workplace, visit us at www.achieveit360.com.